Praise God, everyone. Praise God. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody is fine. We're going to start off by reading Psalms 121, and that's what we'll be taking our sermon from today. It is, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keep it, keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. The uh, We're going to start off just by praying. Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the word, Father God. I thank you for using me for your glory, Father God. Lord, I ask that you take the scales off our eyes and the plugs out of our ears, that we hear you, Father, and not me. And may it be a blessing to many, Father God, as it is a blessing to me to be able to share your word and teach your word, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. The title that I have is, Where Does Our Help Come From? That came from the scripture in Psalms 121. And I'm just going to read the first two because that's what it's based on. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth, who is the creator of heaven and earth. So the word Psalms is defined as a sacred song. It is a poem. Um, it is not the poem that we use. It is a Hebrew poetry. Uh, they're considered also prayers, you know, written to call on God for help, to grow closer to God and to worship and praise God for all that he has done for his chosen people as they walk through their trials and tribulations. You know, David, who is a contributor to the book of Psalms, wrote 73 chapters out of the 150 book of Psalms in the Bible. The book of Psalms also as a whole is divided into five books. So it has several other writers, one being Moses who wrote Psalms 90, which would make Moses the first author of the book of Psalms. King David's son Solomon wrote two of them, which is Psalm 72 and 127. I guess someone's alarm is, phone is going off. If we could just still move forward, that's the word. It is the word that we're going to focus on. So as I mentioned, Moses, it would make Moses the first author of the book of Psalms. And King David's son Solomon wrote two Psalms, which was 72 and 127. There is a list of other authors in the book of Psalms that is noted, and it's normally noted on the top of each chapter. And you can uh, 
Search that when you read your Psalms and you'll see the rest of the authors. But this Psalms, this 121st Psalms is part of a collection called Psalms of Ascent that has 15 altogether starting from Psalms 120 to Psalms 134. You know, uh, as I mentioned, and also I recognize it was a Jewish commentator who stated that each is called a song of ascent. And the Hebrew term is may a lot, may a lot, which means going up. If we ourselves define the meaning of the word ascent by the Oxford Dictionary, it would show several meanings. One meaning, it is a rise to an important position or higher level. The next, an instant of rising through the air. And lastly, climbing or walking to the summit of a mountain or hill. You see, we all have separate journeys that we climb with Christ, where we find ourselves establishing just who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, we sometimes voluntarily take the journey of life. Oftentimes because we choose to find out more about ourselves, okay? And we want to find out more but about who we are as a person and one to help others but to also develop certain skills that would that we could not have done if we had not taken the journey. You see, we learn new things about ourselves, such as our weakness and our strengths, in hopes to strengthen our weakness and become greater in our strengths. Here in this text, this Psalms of Ascents in chapter 21, it is part of a collective journey taken by the people of Israel. You see, David had created these songs for the Israelites' worshipers to sing as they traveled through the hills of Jerusalem for the sacred annual feast. Their annual feasts were a celebration that was commanded by God to pass down from generation to generation as to how God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, of how God brought the Israelites out of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh. You see, God wanted the Israelites to remember that it is that it was only by his mighty hand they were set free. And there would have been no other way humanly possible that freedom would have set camp in their lives. You see, church, this kind of liberations of miracles, signs, and wonders, such as the Israelites being led by God with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night guiding his chosen people the Israelites on the journey of who the sun sets free is free indeed this is what we learned from the book of Exodus you know we we know any kind of freedom any kind of liberation is worth celebrating but this particular freedom this divine freedom from God is worth worshiping, it's worth praising and celebrating in the holy name of God. This is why in verse 4, David says, He who watches over Israel. 
You see, it is to make us remember God's glorious work even in that biblical time. So as we look at David's song of ascent in this chapter, it sets us up with an image, an image of mountains and hills, and then calls us to ponder the question of where does my help come from? David does not leave us to ponder long to the question of where does our help comes from. David does not leave us to ponder too long because he places the answer literally in the next line that tells us where our help comes from. So this Psalms of Ascent lays out a list of literal responses to the question where does my help come from by pointing out what God had created and what God will not do and reinforcing key words in this chapter which is watches over you the one the Lord watches over us you see whenever we read the book of God and words are being repeated God is trying to reinforce his message in hopes it reinforces the believer to see the deeper meaning of his message and to strengthen their walk as this particular song was set out to strengthen the Israelites journey in the hills of Jerusalem I must point out that although I'm using the word journey, it is also looked at as a pilgrimage spiritual walk. You see, which is set out to deepen our faith and so we can become closer to God and take our relationship with God to higher heights on a spiritual level, not a religious level of just being able to quote scripture and know the laws of God and the tradi traditions of your church. You see, this is a different journey, church. This pilgrimage walk was nothing in the natural, nothing that you could obtain from the seminary class, nothing that you can obtain from graduating from seminary school, but it was personal. One on one with God. You see, although the Israelites were journeying together, walking past the hills, the mountains together, I can imagine the song touched them each differently. We can all sit in this church together and hear the same song, but because we have different experiences in life, different trials and tribulations, different triumphs, the song will have a different effect on us depending on where we are at that moment. Where was David at that moment writing Psalms 21? Psalms 121. Where was he? It is hard to say, but at this time we know that David was the second king of Israelites. So if we can just take a brief look at David's life, but not in any chronological order. You see, David, who was the youngest of eight, David, who was the son of Jesse and the great-grandson of Boaz and Ruth, 
David, who was a young shepherd boy who knocked down Galilee for one slingshot. David, who labeled, who was labeled as an adulteress and murdered for sleeping with Bathsheba and tried to cover up his sin by having her husband Uriah killed in battle. David, whose baby God allowed to die after seven days of birth because of his sin he committed by sleeping with another man's wife. David, whose daughter Tamar was raped by her half-brother. David, whose son Absalom killed his half-brother Abnon for raping his sister Tamar. David, David, young shepherd boy who was hated by King Saul for gaining the people's attention after killing Galilee. David, who soothed the depression of King Saul with his music. David, who was on the run from his predecessor, King Saul, running to and hiding in the cave of Adalam in Jerusalem. And David, whose whole family had to join him in hiding for their lives from King Saul. You see, if that was not enough, the hearts of Israelites began to favor Absalom, David's son. David, David who had to go on the run again because his son Absalom wanted him dead for David never taking action for the raping of his daughter Tamar. David who sought God for forgiveness for his sins. David who was justified in the eyes of God in being a blameless man. David who God says is a man after his own heart. David who has a legal lineage tied to Jesus from Joseph. This David wrote Psalms 121. Where does my help come from? While David was chosen and anointed by God to be the king church, there were so many problems David had to face in wearing the crown. My help comes from the Lord, says David. Because in his journey of chaos and turmoil, he learned he did not need to wrestle with his adversaries without going to God in the spirit, without going to God in worship and praise, professing who God is and acknowledging the great things God has done in his life. You see, David makes it clear he did not take that journey alone with his problems and disappointments, his reflections on his past victory over the enemy but he gazed his eyes on a mountain that says, it is something greater than me. It is something greater than us, church, that can handle David's daughter being raped by his son, David's other son wanting to kill him, David committing a sin that caused him and his family so much grief. If you could gaze your eyes today, church, and know that there is something greater than you, that there is something greater than us, that there is something greater than I, for I am not speaking as the world speaks, where it tells you to speak out something positive in the universe and it will manifest itself. <laughs> you see, what I heard is why put it out to the universe when you can go to the one who created the universe, the one who created the stars, the one who created the sun and the moon. That's why David makes it clear for us in the text. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord 
with all his ups and downs and twists and turns, nevertheless, David maintained his relationship with God to the extent that he shared it with the Israelites with his song so they too can reap the benefits of knowing God as the God who helps. You know, although the response to the question, where does my help comes from, sounds so simple, right? So easy to remember, except for when you are in your pilgrimage journey of getting closer to the Lord spiritually. What I've learned that crazy things sometimes happen, right? Crazy things happen, temptation arrives, and things try to get in your way intentionally and or non-intentionally, the closer and closer you get to God spiritually. I, I would like to use this example for some of you who love the amusement park where the roller coaster rides flip you in so many directions. If I could use Great Adventure roller coaster example where the ride is spelled K I N G D A K A, King Da Kai. King Da Kai is said to be one of the fastest roller coasters in North America, and it is one of the tallest roller coasters in the world. You see, it's this upside down U-shaped track bolts up to 45 stories in the sky, which is about 456 feet high. You so it, when it takes off, and it takes off from zero to 128 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds, going up 90, 90 degrees straight to the top. Then it takes you back down in a 270 degree spiral. <laughs> you see, Great Adventure has this on its website and it says, there is very little that can prepare you for a drop of this intensity. Very little that can prepare you for a drop of this intensity. So some of you who have stood in a line for a ride uh, like that or uh, another roller coaster ride plenty of times with your family and friends, you tell yourself you already know what is going to happen so you'll be able to handle the ride, right? Now you are up on this ride for the second or third time, but this time the roller coaster gets stuck. 456 feet high and mid-air with you being in the center of the seat and not really having nothing with some stability to lean on because the people that you took the ride with are just as frantic as you are. So here you are face down and the ride makes a jerk. And it feels like the ride is going to drop off the track. It feels like you're going to fall out in midair all by yourself. You see, my head is low. David, David, what mountain can I gaze at? 
David, how can I look to the hills in such an agonizing time? My head is low. My eyes are facing the ground. I am wrestling with anxiety right now. I am not only about to lose my mind, but because of what is placed in front of me, but it also looks like I'm about to lose everything. My family, my life, my home, my job, my integrity, my character. I have no control over the situation like a roller coaster that is stuck in mid-air. It appears that the situation has control over me. It appears that the situation has control over you and it can let you drop at any given time. You know, the words of Psalms 121 that says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. Makes you say, but, but why? Why at this agonizing time, Lord, in midair, my faith is not linking up with the word of God? You see, David repeats, watches over us in the text so we can place a frame in our minds when the words, my help comes from the Lord, seems like it has failed us. And we feel as though we are unprepared, unprepared for the battle like the drop of an intensity from the great adventure ride, the roller coaster ride called King the Kai. Shout to God, know that the king of heaven and earth will come and rescue you. It tells us in a text and it makes it personal by saying the Lord watches over you. God will not let you slip. God will not sleep or slumber on you. God will be your shade. The Lord will keep you from harm. He will watch over your life. My help comes from the Lord. So you need not look at the situation. You need not look at your enemy. Look at the helper. Look at the mountain. And if it looks like the mountain is not enough, lean on that scripture that tells you that you can say mountain move, that tells you to have faith as small as a mustard seed. And you could say with that faith, move mountain here. And you could say with that faith and move mountain there. Nothing will be impossible for you. Just know that your help comes from the Lord. So like David who pierced his eyes to the mountain to acknowledge where his help was coming from. So like Moses who sat at the mountain and talked to God and came down the mountain to teach the Israelites how to live according to God's word. So like Dr. King who made his last sermon before his death, he said, the days ahead will be difficult and it really did not matter anymore. Because he's been to the mountaintop. Dr. King had a pilgrimage spiritual journey on the mountaintop. When he came back, he said he was happy. When he came back, he said he was not worrying about any man. He was not fearing any man. And his eyes, like David, and his eyes, like Moses, had seen the glory and the coming of the Lord's help. If I could end the sermon with 
there was a man named Jesus who fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The word tells us that Satan tempted Jesus on a very high mountain and offered him the world if Jesus would prostrate to him, if Jesus would bow to him. And Jesus told Satan to flee. And Jesus told Satan, you shall worship me. And Jesus told Satan, you shall serve me, the Lord your God. Satan fled just from what the word has said for him to do. And the angels began to minister to the Lord, minister to Jesus, the son of man who died on the cross for our sins. So we church, so we can tell Satan, so we can tell our problems, I look to the hills. I look to the hills. My eyes look to the mountains. Church, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen.